Rabbi Nachomet with the Las Vegas Kollel. In the early 1980s, a young boy named Bob Kopeng idolized NFL star Kenny Easley. Kenny Easley was the strong safety for the Seattle Seahawks. He was strong, he was fast, he was hard-hitting. He was one of the best coverage safeties in the entire NFL. He was the type of player that young boys would just absolutely idolize. And in 1983, Bob Kopeng sent Kenny Easley a letter asking for an autograph. Kenny Easley decided he was going to send young Bob Kopeng an autographed picture. And on that day, 1983, Bob Kopeng opens up the mail, little boy, and he sees, lo and behold, an autographed picture of his NFL idol, Kenny Easley. Made his day, made his childhood. Kenny Easley's NFL career was far too short. In 1988, a routine physical discovered he was suffering from acute kidney failure. No longer worried about his NFL career, Kenny Easley was now battling for his life. He would have to have a kidney transplant. His NFL career was over. Thank God he survived. He would go on to live a happy and healthy life. But Kenny Easley was broken. He was bitter. His entire dream was to be an NFL star, and it was over. He would say that for 15 years, he wasn't even able to watch a football game, an NFL game, a college game, even a high school football game. He was so despondent. He was so broken about the fact that his career was cut short. There's an incredible verse in Ecclesiastes, in Kohelas, chapter 11, verse 1. King Solomon gives us great advice. Send your bread upon the waters, for after many days, you will find it. The great commentaries explain that King Solomon is giving us advice not just to throw bread on water, but it's actually a parable. It's a reference to the idea that we should be kind, we should be loving, we should be generous, even to people who we don't understand how that kindness will in any way help us out. Throw your bread on the face of the water as if to say, be kind, be generous, be good to others. Al on the face of the water, just throw it out there into the world, even though there is no normal, rational way how that kindness will ever get back to you on any kind of rational way. throw your goodness, throw your bread, throw your love, throw your kindness, just throw it out there into the world. And King Solomon tells us, over the course of days, over the course of your life, that kindness is going to find you back. You're going to end up ahead of the game. You're not going to lose by being generous. You're not going to lose by being giving. That kindness, that generosity, it's going to find you back. How does that work? I think there are two mechanisms for that. The Talmud on the one hand explains that when we're giving, when we're charitable, when we give of ourselves to others, in a cosmic sense, God will repay us. There is an assurance from God that if we do good to others, if we're giving, God will make sure that we don't lose out. God will take care of us. In a cosmic sense, by being generous, we're going to get repaid back at some point later on in our lives. Somehow, it's almost like a Jewish karma. But I believe there is a rational explanation as well. If you look at some of the great Musr commentaries, the Pela Yoetz, the Archos Tzadikim, and others, I think they also understand this to work on a rational sense. We're hardwired that when we feel loved by others, we want to love them back. If someone takes a step close to me, I want to take a step close back to them in kind. 
I want to reciprocate kindness. When I feel loved, when I feel cared for, I want to, in turn, love back. I want to take care of in back. And King Solomon is telling us great advice. Cast your bread on the face of the water. Be kind, indiscriminately, without agenda. Be loving, be generous, be giving. Because human nature is such, over the amount of days, over the course of your lifetime, it's going to find you back. If we're kind to others, if we're loving to other people, they're based on their human nature, gonna wanna love us in return. That's not transactional. It's not, I'll scratch your back and you'll scratch mine, but rather that's defining of human nature. When we feel loved, we wanna love back. When we feel cared for, we wanna care back in return. And King Solomon is giving us great advice. If you're ever in a position to help out others, even others who you don't understand how they'll ever be able to take care of you, how they'll ever be able to reciprocate, Still, throw your bread on the face of the water, even though there's no way how you understand how that will find you in return. Recognize if we're kind, if we're loving indiscriminately to the masses, people are going to love us in return. People are going to care for us in return. And over the course of time, we're going to end up ahead of the game. It's such an important idea, whether it be from this cosmic idea of Jewish karma, or whether it be human nature of loving and being loved, King Solomon is giving us great advice. Be kind indiscriminately. Love indiscriminately. Be giving indiscriminately. If we take of others, if we take care of others, others are going to want to take care of us in return, and we're not going to lose out by being giving, by being generous, by being loving. 30 years after Kenny Easley sent that autographed picture to young Bob Copang. Bob Copang decided he wanted to write an article in a small little blog describing how in the 1980s there was this strong safety for the Seattle Seahawks who's been forgotten, but in his day was one of the best players in the league. And the blog said, we'd love for you to write that article. So Bob Copang sends an email to Kenny Easley asking if he'd be okay and be willing to do this interview. Kenny Easley said yes. And they had this email correspondence back and forth where Bob Copang would ask him all sorts of questions. And Bob Copang wrote up a four-part article for a local blog explaining the virtues and why Kenny Easley is one of the best football players. And although he's been forgotten, it's inappropriate, it's incorrect. We have to remember how great of a player he was, how he was revered and respected and so talented. NFL Defensive Player of the Year one year. He was on the all-team for the 1980 defensive team. All the accolades, all the accomplishments. Someone in the league got a hold of that article and got in touch with Bob Copang. And Copang told this executive in the league, he says, I'm not done. I'm going to do a little bit of research. I'm going to do a little bit of investigation. And Copang went ahead and he asked all sorts of players who played during Kenny Easley's time for little quotes. Talk about Kenny Easley as the football player. And player after player wrote back how incredible of a football player Kenny Easley was, how he was one of the best, athletic, courageous, strong. And he put together this report detailing the career of Kenny Easley and how he was so fierce. Someone on the NFL Executive Committee for the Hall of Fame got a hold of Bob Copang's articles. And they decided to take it to heart. And the NFL Committee in 2016 looked at that report put together by young Bob Copang. And in 2017, they decided to vote Kenny Easley in to the Hall of Fame. 
When Kenny Easley spoke in Canton, Ohio at his NFL Hall of Fame induction, he pointed out that had it not been for Bob Copang, he wouldn't have been there on that day giving that speech. Now I ask you, had Kenny Easley 30 years earlier not sent little Bob Copang that autographed picture, do you think that Bob Copang would have gone through the trouble and through all the effort to be Kenny Easley's greatest advocate 30 years later? Kenny Easley didn't think so. Kenny Easley recognized that that kindness that he did to a little boy who he had no idea how that would ever pay him back, how that would ever in turn end up helping him, he acknowledged that that autograph changed his own life and he wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame if not for Bob Copang. It behooves us, let's throw our bread, cast our kindness, our love, our generosity, let's be indiscriminate, let's be loving, let's be kind, let's be giving to others, even to others who we have no idea, how is this going to help me out in the future? Don't worry about it. God will take care of it, whether it be the Jewish karma, that cosmic sense of you do good to the world and God will make sure that you're taken care of, or whether that be because of human nature of if I love you, you'll love me back in return. If I love others, if I take care of others, others will take care of me in return. Let's remember, let's throw our goodness, let's throw our loving on the face of the, on the, of the water, let's do it indiscriminately. Over the course of days, throughout our lifetimes, if we're good to others, Others will be good to us.